Good morning, everybody. Today, Mr. Hashem will be learning Daf Pei in Maseches Gitten. We made it to Ayin Testament Beis, six lines down. We were throwing the get around. Let's just finish that up before the mission in the middle of Ayin Testament Beis. Amar Baye, Shtechatzer Zul Lefnim Zuz. So uh, before we had a gag, right, and a chatzer in between. What about if you have two chatzeres, one inside the other? Now it really sounds a lot like Maseches Shabbos. And Pnimis Shalav Echitzona Shalom. So let's say, right, the outer chatzar belongs to the husband, the inner chatzar belongs to the wife. Says the, uh, continues Abaye and says, So let's say the outer, right, courtyard has high, the highest walls. And he threw it to her. She's considered divorced as soon as it goes into, as soon as it, um, the get goes over the walls, the outer walls, right? So let's say you have the outer walls of the, of the chatzar and the inner walls. They're both contained in the outer walls of the chatzar. And therefore, even though she doesn't own the outer chatzar, she is already divorced once the get passes the walls of the outer chatzar. My time, what will be the reason? Says the Gemara, because the inner chatzar uses the tall walls of the outer chatzar as its protection and shmira, right? And, and therefore, it is really, as we've been pounding away at this idea, it is the idea of having it in your protection, right, and control that generates the nasina, right? And therefore, it is as soon as it passes over the outer walls that the woman is considered to have received the get, Okay. However, Abayah continues and says, there's a contrast, a study in contrast. This would not be true of boxes. In other words, there's a difference between a chatzar and a metaltala. And I'll first say it outside. A chatzar, right, has to do with shmira, and she owns, and she owns it, and a chatzar, once it land, hits the airspace and the shmira of the airspace, she is kona it. Metaltalin that are laying around, it has to land inside the actual kli. Let's see it inside. Right? Masha inkain bakupos. Right in boxes. So let's say you have two boxes, one inside the other. So here we're inverted, right? We'll say even though the outer, no, no, we're not. We're going to keep it the same. The inside one is hers, and the outside one is his. I'm sorry. So the bigger box is his. That's and then the smaller box within it is hers. Okay. And then he throws it into the box. Now, this is the part that's the inversion in a way. That whereas with the chatzar, all it has to do is pass over the walls of his outer chatzar. But in the box, even once it passes the walls of her inner box, because unlike a chatzar in a box, it has to land in the box in order to be considered hers. And then the Gemara asks, maybe even then it shouldn't be considered hers for a familiar reason that we already mentioned yesterday. It says the Gemara, even once it lands in her box, how does that work? After all, isn't the inner box inside his outer box and therefore the Kli that's hers is really in the property of him, right? In other words, the whole thing is in his apartment and not only that, it's inside his box. So how is this considered throwing it to her? Amazing. It's not really, his outer box becomes irrelevant because we must be talking about a case where his box has no bottom. Shulaim here means bottom. The inner box is on the ground and therefore not considered 
on the in the in the domain of the outer box, right? That that it's saying shulaim is a bottom. I would have said if uh, uh, right because that's what Rashi says. It says depnimus menechas al gabe karka, right? If it weren't for Rashi, I would have thought that shulaim would have meant that it has no lip. But then I guess it's not a box. I guess that's the point. <laughs> that it's just like you know a flattened box. A flattened box would probably have the same. Maybe maybe it wouldn't have the same dinner. And you know because then it wouldn't be a clay that contains anything. The point is that the outer box is designed in such a way that the inner box is, has its own status and it's considered hers. And then once it lands in it, it is it is hers. You know we have to. Uh, move on and go to the next Mishnah, but we know that there's also a concept where the, in most cases, that would have to do with Hakpada as well, right? The Baal, right, has the rights within, right, a Gog or within his apartment or, you know, we said on the bed, right, he has the rights to say, you know what, I don't really care so much about this area, therefore you can be Konad there, but apparently if it's his box, he has, uh, we, you know, you have to learn Be'iyun, where the Baal can and cannot, right, be particular about where it lands about, with regards to whether that's considered her territory or not, so that it is considered enough of her territory in order for her to be Kona the Get. So presumably here, if the box that's his, that's the outer box, is designed in such a way that it allows her box to have its own, right, uh, ownership of hers, so then it is enough for it to be Kona her Get. Good. Now, the Mishnah on Ayin Tefsim and Beis in the middle. So, standalone idea. It's on sugya, get yashan. The Mishnah will define what a get yashan is. Just know for now, Beis Shammai say that you can use that get yashan, Beis Hill say you can't, right? Beis will get yashan. What is a get yashan? Kol That is when the husband was with the wife and they had Yichud after he wrote the get for her, but before he delivered the get. Usually Beit Shammai is, right, more makel here, right? Beit Shammai says, oh, usually Beit Shammai is more machmir. I don't know what I even said. Usually Beit Shammai is more machmir. Here Beit Shammai allows him to use the get. Okay, so the Gemara wants to know what would be the machlokas. The Ma'akimifligi. What are Beit Shammai and Basil arguing? Again, Beit Shammai... In this particular case, lets her use the get, but Hill does not. Says the Gemara, What's going on here? It's like this. The real time that the get is chal, the real time of the gershin is when the get is given, right? It's because of It doesn't matter when, when the get was written, but when you write a get, right, you write, and this is actually a little bit of a foreshadowing of the next Mishnah, when you write a get, you write the time and the place and the people at the time that you're writing it. So when one were to look at the get, right, uh, they would, they could assume, right, they doesn't say when it was given. So they say, okay, maybe this get was given on the date that it was written, okay. So, but the reality is that the actual gavishan doesn't happen until the get is actually given. So let's say, Barry, that there's six months in between, okay. So if there's six months in between, the writing and the delivery of, of the get. So the get says January, right? And then it was handed in July. And then three months later, and Hanukkah, whatever, she has a baby from the first husband. So you say, uh-oh. Uh, 
what what happened over here? Where is I? Right. So he says again. So they say right. So she has a baby from the first husband. So they look and they say, wait a minute. In January, they were already divorced, and now she has a baby from that husband. Right, like ten or 11, or twelve months later, this baby must have been after the divorce, right? Because after all, the date on the get sounds like they were divorced already twelve months, let's say, before the baby. So that's a terrible thing, right? So that is Bechamai uh, is not concerned about that, right? That is the concern. However, Bechamai hold, we don't hold of that concern. That concern would be a gazera, right? Because really, Midar Raisa, everything was fine. Midar Raisa, they were divorced later, right? The exact timing of my uh, example may have been a little off. But the point is, Midar Raisa, they were together before the divorce. And it's fine, right? They're allowed to be together until the actual get is handed and after the get is, is, is written. But Bechamai is concerned, Basil is concerned that you're going to look at the date of the divorce and assume that the baby was conceived after the divorce, right? You're going to look at the get, you're going to assume, as the Gemara continues to say, right? Literally, that means that we're going to say, there's going to be a gezerah, we're going to say that the get preceded the conception of the child, right? And therefore, the issue is, are we going to look at when the get was written? So, Basil says, because of that, once you write the get, you can no longer be together, right? That's what it sounds like, right? Because you cannot. That's what a get yashon is, right? Can you use that get yashon? So now we're going to talk about that. According to Basilel, can you use it, right? You're not. So according to Basilel, you cannot. However, if you used it, would it work? So im The woman was given a get yashon. So again, the get was written. And then it was handed six months later, and she got remarried. Does she have to leave her second husband? Like, how puzzle is it? So the answer is, Rabbi Abba Mishmuel says, she doesn't have to leave her husband. That if she was divorced with it, it not only does she not have to, in other words, not only is it that you, right, if you got remarried, you don't have to leave that marriage, but the halacha is that if one used the get yashan, so again, we generally paskin like Basilel. Basil does not want you to use a get yashan. But if you used it already, so then that there, so there's a gzera not to use it. But if you use it, you could even get married lechatchila. Okay. So this is the idea of the get yashan standalone sugya, and um, and it is it was a very controversial thing, and it can happen, right? Because even today there is usually a lapse, time lapse, between the time that the get is written and the time that the get is delivered. They have a guy, like in the RCA, that uh, a very old guy who's been doing it for many, many, many years. The get gets written uh, in some office, and uh, you know, the rabbinical office, and then he goes and he delivers. He has to go deliver it. He's a shaliach. You know, a lot of times uh, the husband and the wife are not together. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. If they're not... So then he has to go get and deliver it. That could take him a few days. He has to take a flight to somewhere, right? And he has to find her. Maybe he has to convince her and talk to the parents or not talk to the parents, right? A lot of things go on, right, where, uh, where there can be a lapse. So that is uh, halakhically significant. 
it still uh, works. You know, how they get around it, Bizman uh, I'm not 100% sure, but um, we should know from it that is the, that is the halacha there. Now, this Mishnah and this Gemara happens to be a good segue because as we see it, get Yashon, even though there, there's Machlokas and according to Basil, we don't want to have to use it, you can use it and it's Chal. But now we get to the next Mishnah on t- towards the bottom of Ayin Testament Bays, and now we're going to talk about aspects of a get that actually make the get possible to the point where the there is a suffix as to whether the garrison is chal altogether. And I will say, this is a good time to mention a scheduling note. This is the penultimate parak in Maseches Gitten, um, going to be next week, next week and a half actually, in Ramat Beit Shemesh Bezat Hashem for Bar Mitzvah. Which means that when I come back, we'll be in Daf Gimel and Kiddushin already. Wow. So, Daf, so I'll just say that the ninth parak of Gittin is all about the anatomy of a get. We have a very long Mishnah here that spills over into Daf Pei. And this Mishnah discusses a lot of the anatomy of the get. So we're getting a little of like uh, ninth parak in the condensed version over here. Hashem looked out for, for us. And so the Mishnah says as follows. So just by seeing uh, what is puzzle and a get, you're gonna see what a get is supposed to have. It's a little bit of a backwards way to learn it. But we know that when you write in a get, right, you're supposed to write where you are, who the principal parties are, right? And you have to write the name of the kingdom. Why is that? Because that was Midarche Shalom. Right? Let's see the right so the Rashi says that it was that the reason was they used to have a gazera that you would write the name of the malchus of the local authorities in the ritual get in order so people wouldn't so that the like municipality wouldn't be the government wouldn't be upset so let's see if you wrote let's go inside the mishnah if you were in Bovel and you wrote the date of the get right on the 19th year according to some sort of malchus that's not Bovel so that makes it actually puzzle. The Shumachus Madai, or according to Madai, or the Shumachus Yavan, according to Yavan. Okay, so we'll see. The Gemara is going to explain, you know, what does Madai and Yavan have to do with it? So this is assuming that you're in Bavel. So you're in Bavel and you say, this is, you know, on the 2500th year to the kingdom of the, of the Greeks. That's going to be such a psal, as we'll see in the Mishnah, that the get won't be valid. Uh, it'll create enough of a va- validity to, cr- to create possible divorce, but not enough to create a certain divorce. So this could be a real problem in the get. Okay? Or if you wrote the Binyan Abayis, this is to the year of the construction of the Binyan Beis of Mikdash, or L'Chorban Abayis, to the destruction of the Beis of Mikdash. Um, and the Gemara will explain what this means. Okay? Or Hayab B'Mizrach L'Kos of Marv. You're in the east, um, and you wrote in the get that you were in the West, or or conversely, you were in the West and you wrote that you were in the guest. Says the Mishnah, astonishing. Now pay attention to all their impl- ramifications. As we said, if you write the wrong location, or you write it in the name of the wrong Malchus, you're going to actually not be able to use the get, right? Let's say you gave, uh, a husband gave the get, she took this defective get and got remarried. She now has to leave and she can no longer be neither with her first or with her second husband anymore. It is, it is flawed. It's totally invalid. But, right, her second marriage then is now adultery 
And unbelievably, even if she gets a valid get from her first husband, right, she can't go back. So this is a real issue. This is a puzzle get. So tzricha get mizeh mizeh. She's gonna need, right, a get from both of them. Okay? And, right, and Rashi explains that we already saw this in Yevomas daf peiches, that teitze mizeh mizeh, right? Because we don't want people to say that there's a gzeira, there's a, a gzeira. Shema yomru, we don't want people to say, Girish Rishon get gummer, but Nasashani, but him to say, Shashish Yotzer blow get. Right? We don't want people to think that an Ashish Ish could get remarried. So she needs a get from both men. The Ain La Lok Suva below Peros, and all of the things that she normally would be entitled to, for that reason, she doesn't get. So she doesn't get the Ksuba, right? She doesn't get the Peros that she normally would get. Velo Mizonos, right? She doesn't get the Mizonos from either of them. Velo Belos. Belos is, right, as we said, a woman when she enters into marriage with her clothing, uh, she at least gets to keep her clothing. Belos just means that they were worn out, but she at least walks out with, so to speak, the shirt on her back. She doesn't get any of those, right, rabbinic dispensations. Lo alzeh v'lozeh, not from either one of her husbands. And iminat la and not only that, but if she took any of those said payments from either of them, tachzir, she has to return it. And not only that, v'havlad mamzer mimzeh and if she has a child, right, by any, by either one of them, that child is a mamzer. And Rashi points out this is even worse than a regular mamzer because this is like a sort of Suffolk mamzer. He can't even marry a regular mamzer, right? The, the wide line of Rashi. Let's say she goes back to the first, says Rashi, the first husband, and they have a child. He's a mamzer b'durabonon. And over there, and Yavamas Peites, we said, he can't even marry regular mamzeris because mido rice is kosher. So Barry, an unbelievable thing. We have the rabbanon saying that this get is so incredibly right invalid that the child is going to be considered a mamzer, but midatari is not really a mamzer because, as the gemara will say, and I'll just say it outside first, just to get, make the point of this mishnah. These are astonishing halachas. After all, there's a Darabonin here that you have to mention, let's say, the, 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 this is the 5800th year to the year of our Lord or whatever. You, you know, why are you writing that? Nobody cares. This is not a Jewish thing. The Torah doesn't say anything about that. You're writing it because the government's going to see it and they're going to be upset if the wrong thing is written there. And so the Chazal said, right, you better write that because we don't want people getting killed around here. Okay, so what? You're going to make the child of moms there because of that? You're going to talk, call it adultery because of that? That's crazy. Says the Gemara, it's not crazy. Everyone, when they do the Gittin, they have to do it. Chazal. Once Chazal decided that this is the Matbeah of the Get, then retroactively, that is the anatomy of the Get. And if you don't do that, the Get is puzzle and the whole garrison gets turned upside down. So I just wanted to point out that this is all Durabanan, so that therefore they can't even marry Mamza Daraisa, and yet the severity of this Durabanan with respect to the Gittin, okay? Furthermore, if, right, they're Kohanim, nobody could become Tame for contact with her. So, you know, normally, um, if a Kohen loses his wife, that's one of the Krovim that he can be Matame to, but he or she's not considered, right, neither the husband would be considered that. Right, and all of the things that a husband usually Zoha and the wife, they're not going to have that schus. Not if she hasn't, finds a metziah, not if she has any earnings, lo be'afaris nadarea. And so now we're doing a tour through all of Shas, all the uh, inyanim that we already learned, right? We learned Yavamas and Ksubas, right? That, that, and the Dharm, not Hafaris and the Dharm. 
And if Hayes Abbas Yisrael, Nifselis me Kahuna, if she was Abbas Yisrael, she's disqualified from Kahuna because after all, she can no longer, right, she's considered a Grusha and, uh, and also because she can no longer be- go back uh, to him or as we arrive and pay him at Alf, Bas Levi min a Miser, if she Bas Levi, she doesn't get Miser, Bas Koim min a Truma, and if she was a Bas, uh, assuming she married, right, uh, Israel, if she was Bas Koim, she can no longer eat Truma, Ve'en Yorsha Shazeh, Ve'yorsha Shazeh, Yorsham Ksuvasa, neither of the heirs are inherit the Ksuba, Ve'imesu, and if these husbands died childless before divorcing her, Achah Shazeh, Ve'achah Shazeh, Cholzin Velo Miyabmin. Now, a classic Yavama's thing, and we've already mentioned it yesterday, that chalitza velo Yavama means that's what you do when you have a total state of suffix, right? So, whereas for not everything do you have an out, for chalitza at least you have an out. So again, both husbands die childless, and there's other brothers on both sides, so mida oraisa, there would be yibum. However, uh, right, however, because of the fact that we have these non, right, functional gitin, we're going to say, we're not going to assume that she is subject to Yibum. We're not going to assume that we, she's not subject to Yibum. And we'll do the thing that has no consequence at all. They can't hurt, as we say, uh, and do chalitza for both of them, at least to potter up the potential right uh, need for Yibum. But right, we're not going to allow Yibum on either side, but we're going to say that maybe there is yibum necessary on either side. So it's the classic yibum suffix where you're cholten velomi yabmin. Woo! Okay, so these are all the ramifications of giving a get that is truly puzzle midarabanan, right? So unlike the get yashan, whereas there was vachokas beicham beisil, but even beisil have frowned upon it, says, okay, if you use it, it's fine. These psulim are worse than the get yashan. These psulim are really, really have serious implications, okay? So now that we listed all those implications, we're going to no, n- mention other psulim. So another psulim would be Shina Shema Ushma, if the sofer on the get changed their name, or their city, so it's the same idea. She has to leave both husbands, right? And she gets, assuming she gets remarried, basis of, of such a get, she'd have to leave both husbands, and all of the things that we just mentioned would apply to that case at, as well. Why is this like a, a separate category? Well, maybe this is a more fundamental in a certain sense. That's a good question. But that, it's mentioned differently. Okay. Uh, similarly, now a third category. So this is already a third idea. Okay. This is uh, a case where a woman remarries on a mistaken premise. This has nothing to do with Gitin. This is a different thing. Which Arayas? Well, do you guys remember like the first Dapim in Masechus Yivamas? In the beginning of Sechaz Yibamas, we mentioned the Chamesh Yisrael Arayas, right? No. That was the beginning of Ksubis. So when we learned Ksubis, we talked about the Chamesh Yisrael Arayas, right? And we said that Tzarosein Mutaras. What's Tzarosein Mutaras? Linasul Shuk below Chalitza, right? There are Arayas. All of these 15 Arayas are Tzarosein Mutaras. Why? Because if a husband... Uh, if a husband dies childless, usually, right, the brother would have yibum. But <laughs> if the brother can't have yibum, uh, just to remind you what this issue of the Arias is, if the brother can't do yibum, why can't he do yibum? Because the woman that fell to him in yibum is one of the 15 ervas that he's not allowed to cohabit with. Okay, so what's the halacha? The halacha is you don't have to do yibum because she's an erva to him. Good. What if she has co-wives? So the answer is if only one of the co-wives is an erva, then he's putter to even from all of them, right? So we went through that 
at great, great, great length, right? We discussed it in Yevamas, we discussed it in Ksubas. Okay, so we went through these, these Arayas, okay? So now, so what happened? Let's say, right, it turns out that the Tsaros, realizing that there's no right responsibility of Yibum because an heir of a fell to the brother, the surviving brother, they went and got remarried, right? They went along their lives, right? Their husband died. The surviving brother was unable to, he died childless. The surviving brother was unable to do Yibum, so they went ahead and got married. Then, right, so Al-Khatsar Sayyidu and then it turns out, Venimsu Elo Ilonius. Ooh. And then it turned out that the, right, the woman that was an Erva was an Ilonis. Ooh, says Rashi, Glai Milsa Shay Kedusha Ames Batos. Venimsu Shalo Hayu Elutsar Sayyim. Lop Tarum Harai Sayyidu Minachalitsa. Turns out, when you have an Ilonis, right, so then that whole Kiddushia Mace is Betos because she was unable to have children. There was never going to be a Yibum at all. And therefore, that's when the, the guy that takes the erva out of the equation of Yibum. Once the erva is taken out of the equation of Yibum, of Yibum all the Tsaras that were all her co-wives are back in play, right? All the co-wives really did need Yibum. So what ended up having Barry, Barry, a woman, a tsara, a co-wife, who thought that she was Pata from Yibum, turns out, subsequent to a medical exam, the erva is an islandess, is sterile. Now, the co-wife, turns out, was in play, but she's already remarried. What does she do now? Says the Mishnah, So it's another case of a mistaken remarriage. Where you're stuck, your mom is stuck. Mida Raisa. So this is a little bit different, right? Because I think this, uh, I think this would be a Mida Raisa. Again, this is not because of obviously a defective get, but it's another way where you have this very, very t- difficult conundrum where she has to leave both husbands and she loses all the rights on all sides. Similarly, Hakona says Yavimta, Balchatsas is a very similar case. A uh, person marries a Yavama, right? Okay. So here they, he's getting married. The Gemara is going to explain what the difference is in this case. And so the tsara, okay, so again, once you consummate the Yibum, the other tsaras are pater, right? In other words, once you consummate, and we learned all this in Yivamas, once you consummate the Yibum, the other tsaras, then they can get remarried because the Yibum has been taken care of. But then, so in that case, it turns out that after the Yibum is performed, the islandess is found on the on the woman that he married, that he did Yibum with. So then, this doesn't have to do with an erva, but this has to do with the Yavama. Turns out she was an islandess. So again, the Tzara who married, thinking that Yibum was already taken care of, right, has to leave her current husband. Unbelievable. So you learn a lot, you, you, right, she has to leave her current husband, and she can't be with both husbands, and she loses rights as our Mishnah described. Fine. Now getting back to, I don't know why the mission is structured this way, but now we're going to get back to defective Gittin, where, again, Okay, so there's the get and there's the shover. The shover is like the receipt. So what's supposed to happen is, right, the woman is supposed to get the get, right? Uh, but he writes the get for the man and the man gives it to the woman. And then the, and the woman, he writes the receipt for the woman, she gives it to the man. So that's what the sofer does. He writes the get for the man to give to the woman, the receipt for the woman to give to the man. But instead of, of the man giving the woman the get, the sofer gave the woman the get and he gave the man the receipt. And when they exchanged it, 
So now what happened? The woman gave the man the get. The man gave the woman the receipt. They did it backwards. Lachazman, right? And after time, so they do it thinking that everything was done properly. And then it turns out, years later or whatever, so if after a long time, it turns out, wait a minute. Uh-oh, we did this backwards. The woman gave the man the get. Uh-oh, that means the get was never given. And that was years ago. What are we going to do? Says the Mishnah, astonishing. Same incredible implications. Everybody has to leave, right? Everybody got remarried based off of this. And now everything has to be undone. And it's worse. There's certain things here that you can't even undo. Everyone loses their rights to everything. Everybody becomes mamzerim. It's awful. Okay. Rabbi says, well, if you realize this oopsie, like right away, ain't a get, then it's not a situation of divorce. However, but if it's like eight years later, hareza get, right? Then we'll consider it, it's fine, it's a divorce. Why? Because it's not up to, for the first man to ruin the rights of the second, which is to say, as Rashi explains, in other words, it's possible that what happened is, like, the first guy uh, hates the second husband. He doesn't like husband number two, right? He, he had, you know, they had shalom bias issues number one and, and number one, but then, like, afterwards he has a change of heart. He hates number, her being with number two even more. And, like, he can actually sabotage their whole marriage and their whole life by pretending like the get wasn't done properly. So we don't want that to happen, and therefore, if right away we realize there's the problems and we have to do it again. But if the years pass and you don't know, some monkey business could have been done where it was like, we don't trust what went on. And so eight years later, we just assume that the get was fine. We don't assume that something went wrong all that time ago. Okay, fine. So astonishing Mishnah, all these halachas, is very uh, severe cases. And again, it's an introduction to all the things that you have to write in a get. So one of the things is the machos. Now this Gemara is going to pick it apart one at a time. Says the Gemara, my machos sheino genus. What's this idea of writing that you have to write a kingdom? And what does the Mishnah mean when it says an unworthy kingdom? So says the Gemara, machos haromims, the Romans. Okay, but my car, the machos sheino genus. Why is it unworthy? Because they have neither an alphabet of language of their own. They took it all from a conquering uh, they conquered a nation. They took up theirs, as the uh, Rashi says. Okay, so w- w- so why? Who cares? What does this have to do with anything? Amar ulam malchus begin. Why are we writing that the years of the local monarchy be used? Mishum shlom malchus. Again, we want to have peaceful relations, and so you have to write the proper monarchy in your get. Ask the Gemara the obvious question. Mishum shlom malchus tesev avlad mam's there, right? I really, all these ramifications are awful. But the worst one is the, the, the Tetzev Avlad Mam's there. So what, you're going to do this, there are Risa implications just because you want to appease the local monarchy? What kind of business is this? So the Gemara in, yes. Rabbi Meir Latamei, and Rabbi Meir, who's the author of our Mishnah, is consistent with himself. Rabbi Meir, he used to say, Anytime that you change from the actual institution... Right, that the Chazal were Kovea with Gittin, the Vlad is going to be Mamzer. That's how it works. So it's Durabanan, right, uh, in, in, in uh, origin. But yeah, they would revoke, according to Rashi, even the Da'oraisa status of the, such a get. That's an incredible, astonishing Chiddush. And it goes even to Shlom Malchus. So what's this Malchus? 15 lines up, two dots. The Shlom Malchus Yavon. 
Why are we writing all these different machos? If you do Yavan, if you do this, says the Gemara, Utsricha, the Yashmin Machos Shaino Genes. Because if all you did was you say an unworthy monarchy, Mishum Dimlicha, you say, well, it's unworthy, but it's still, it's there. It's still a monarchy. But by the time that this Gemara was written, Madai and Yavan were already passed. So we don't care about them anymore. And therefore, maybe, maybe we don't care. Again. The whole point of the Gezerah was you don't want to make a monarchy upset. Why would a monarchy be upset if you mention, right, monarchies that no longer exist? They're not a threat anymore, right? And if you only taught Mada and Yavan, well, at least they were once kingdoms. And so maybe if like the current Persian monarch sees it, maybe he'll see, think that you're disloyal because you're referencing some sort of monarchy. But, you know, the construction of the base of Mikdash that's already passed, so why would the monarchy be offended? Again, what are we doing, Barry? We're trying to like project what are we going to write in a get that's going to offend the monarchy. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? If you offend the Persian monarchy that had to do with the Bayashani, like Boris Corbin Bayashani, or around the Bayashani, then the get's going to be puzzle. So we're saying we have to give all of these examples because you might have thought the monarchy would not have been offended by this. Turns out they would, right? And following up with that, so you say, Maybe if you write, oh, to the year of the building of their base of Mikdash, you said, oh, the Jews are recalling their glory and they'd be offended. But maybe you would say that if you say, this is the get and it's such and such a year from Churban Abayis, you'd say, well, who... You know, the Goyim love the fact that there was a Chorban bias. Maybe they'll love that uh, because it's the suffering and not the glory. It's the Tsar and they won't be offended. I would have said that it would not be a problem. It's still necessary to say even the Chorban bias, the, the Goyim don't like when we mention the Binyan bias. They don't like when we mention the Chorban bias. Leave it out, Barry. Okay, leave out uh, the mention of the Beis HaMikdash because it's disrespectful. Just mention their monarchy. Otherwise, the get is puzzled. Fine. A lines up. I have a mizrachal kasev mar. What about location? Man, who's in the east and wrote in the west? Imalei mabal. If you're going to say that the location here is the husband, well, we already gave the example that if he changed his name or hers or his city or hers, that it's invalid. So it can't be the baal who is in the mizrach. El alav sofer. No, it's the it's the actual sofer. Because Rav instructed his Sofra. This is what Rav and Ravuna used to instruct their scribes. If you're in Shile, write, I'm in Shile. But even if you're going to uh, pass it in the city of Hine, right, you have to write where you wrote the get. And if you're writing the get in Hine, write that you're in Hine. Even though the idea was presented to you in Shile. In other words, you got the job in Shile, but you wrote the get in Hine, you should write the, where you wrote the get, okay? So now we'll go back to the first idea, right? What about the years of the local monarchy? Amr Yehudah from Shmuel's return to Payam Bez. Zudivir Meir. Avacham Amr Mafilu Kosov L'Shem Santar Shabair. Right? This is the machlokas here about whether you have to write the name of the monarchy or according to the registrar's office. Right, that if you, I feel a cause of the shape of the I raise him So the mayor says, you have to write the monarchy. Chachamim say, just write the registrar's name. Why? Because they think it's not a big deal. The Malchus isn't gonna, is gonna, is not gonna be so upset. Let's talk about a case. Bashkar's the name of the place. Okay, so they said, today is this on the eighth day of the governor of Bashkar's 
rain. Shachalei Rav Nachman Barchisa Lekamei the Rabbah. So Nachman said, "Ki hai gavna mai? Is this get okay?" So Shalachlei, Ba'afil Rav Meir Modi said, "No, Rav even Rav Meir who needs a monarchy, this one he would like." My time, why? Melsamachasu. Yeah, because he was a governor of that country. So that's okay. That's not offensive. Okay. So my shnami santa shabir. So why is the governor different than the registrar? I thought that that was machlokas or mayor in the chachamim. Says the Gemara, hasam zilu humilsa. Yeah, that the registrar is the lowest position in the monarchy. That's uh, that's like uh, a, an insult to them. Hacha But the governor, that's a high position. So that's already considered somebody who has chashivas. And again. Andrew, we're just retrofitting what's chashiv for that monarchy, and we're trying to appease the Gayim in the get. It's unbelievable. Okay. Or a different version of this. Again, just like a repeat, just saying in a little different way, that this Mishnah is talking about Rameir. But the Chachamim say that the Vlad is kasher, which is to say that it's a good get. But the Chachamim would agree to it with Rameir that if you did something more fundamental and you defective, you produce a defective get by changing the name or the place, that there the get wouldn't be good, which is another way, Avlad would be Mamzer, it's another way of saying the get would not be good. The Gemara is going to prove this, we also learned this in the Mishnah. Look at the Mishnah carefully. It says, Our Mishnah said, if you change the name or the name of the city, she, he has to leave both husband and all of these Right, demerits. Haman Tanila. Who is the Tana? If you say it was uh, that the first part was Rabbi Meir, then combine the two sections of the Mishnah. What does this mean? That the fact that we split up the Mishnah, as we noted, into different cases, that seems to indicate, right, that this would be, that certain sections would be only according to Rabbi Meir, and then the section with the Malchus. Right, in, a, in other words, certain sections would be only according to Rabbi Meir, and then others would be um, only according to, they're also according to the Rabbanon, right? So some would be according to only Rabbi Meir, some would be according to both Rabbi Meir and the Rabbanon, Shema Mina. So that's a very careful looking at the construction of the Mishnah, which show you that there's different sections, and that actually, like, that analysis supports the idea that certain things, right, the Rabbanon would have agreed, namely, changing the name of the place and the names of the uh, principal parties, where this idea of the Malchus was only Rabbi Meir, okay? Uh, only he thought that that would be uh, an issue. Fine. 16 lines down, two dots. Kol Ayaras Shamru. Arayas. Right? So when we talked about the Arayas, right, says the Gemara, Nisu In. Right? If they remarried, then they're forbidden to the Yavam. Zinu Lo. But if they had non-marital cohabitation, they would not become forbidden to the Yavam. Why? Maybe that's connected to Ramnuna, because Ramnuna said, Shomeras Yavam Shazinsa Asur Yavma. Right? So when we talked about the Shomeras Yavam in Yavamas, we said that if a woman is Shomeras Yavam, she's also to the Yavama if she was Mizana. So how do you reconcile that with a inference in our Gemara? So the Gemara Allah. Nisu Adin Lezinu. Yes, it's true that our Mishnah said Nisu, but it would have been the same halacha if there was Nus also. But after all, our Mishnah says Nisu, that they have to have gotten remarried. So therefore, why would it use that Lushan if it would be the same also if they had had uh, right, cohabitation without marriage? Yeah, the Mishnah didn't try to teach you the, um, marriage to the exclusion of, of non-marital cohabitation. It just said marriage because that's a nicer way of saying it. 
But it really meant any form of habitation. That's one way of saying it. Another way, but the Amri Nisavu Adin Lazino that it would, some say that the that you do not make the diuk that it's really Nisu and Zinu would be the same. Le Masaila the Ravamnuna, right? They say the same thing, but backwards. They say, oh, that seems to support Ravamnuna. Dama Ravamnuna Shemeres Yavam Shizin Sasur Yavama because Ravamnuna, after all, taught, taught us once that Shemeres Yavam. That was Mizana is usher to the Yibam. Again, she can't be Mizana if she's Shemeres Yavam. She has to wait. Okay, however, so the Gemara there, Lo Nisu Dafka, again, it's not talking about Dafka married. What's the reason why Yavamu marries someone else is forbidden to her Yavam? Because we don't want, right? It's not the cohabitation that's the problem, right? It's not, that in essence doesn't make her forbidden to the Yavam. Right, so this is not like Rav Hamnuna, right? So in this case, we're going backwards. It's not the cohabitation. It's really the remarrying that we're concerned about. Because again, if we let the woman get remarried, so then people are going to think uh, that if you allow a Shemaris Yavim to get remarried, then a woman whose husband went to the Medina Sayyam would, would go to get remarried. So this is really actually a fundamental issue. Are we worried about the actual cohabitation? And is that what possible the situation? Or are we worried about, right, the, the way it looks and the perception people will have about whether a woman is, in fact, allowed to get remarried. Okay, we have a few more minutes, and 15 lines up from the bottom, two dots. Hakonis is Yavimta. So that's the second case of Yavimta, where he actually married the Yavama, right? This is not about the Shemeris Yavam. So what's, so the Gemara wants to know why you need both cases. So the Gemara, if the Tana only taught the first case, right, again, of the widow who, uh, who, uh, remarries under the impression that the tsara was an erva, right? Remember, the first case was that tsara was an erva, so everybody thought they were putters, so, so, meaning, right? So all the co-wives got remarried thinking that the tsara was an erva and they're putter because they all learned Yavamas. Turns out that erva was an islandess. In this case, that's not why all the co-wives got remarried. In the second case, they all got remarried because there, no there was no erva, but rather there's a woman who actually performed yibum. And it turns out that that woman was an islandist. Why need both cases? Because the Yishmin Bach if you only learn the case of the Erva Mishum Deloi Kai Mitzvah Yibum. Because there you'd say there is no Mitzvah Yibum to perform. But here, where in the second case, where actually Mitzvah Yibum was performed, aim low. I would say that there's no penalty, right? Because the whole issue here is that there's a penalty, right, when there's an Erva who gets married. But why would there be a penalty? Like everybody thought that they were doing the right thing. So therefore, you would have thought that there is no, but the Gemara teaches you that there is a penalty, which is really astonishing, right? Everybody thought, everybody did sincerely what they thought was the right thing. They didn't know that the woman was an islandess, right? So if she was an erva, they went and got remarried. Or if Yibum was performed, they got remarried. Like in both cases, they were trying to do the right thing, but I guess you're supposed to wait to see whether she uh, can reproduce. Anyway, if we only learn the second case of the Yibum, I would have said that here you have the uh, penalties because she actually fell to the Yavam. But in the first case, there's an Erva. So again, it's all a question of where do you apply the penalties. So again, in the first case, she was an Erva. So they thought they were Pater. So that, but in the second case, right, somebody had to fall to Yibum and therefore maybe there you have to be more careful to make sure she can reproduce. So you would have thought maybe in, in both cases you have reasons to believe that they wouldn't be punished, either because you think there's no Yibum here at all because of an erva, or because you fell to Yibum and therefore you don't have to wait. And that's where you have to actually give both cases of the, right, of the islandess um, and also the case where the Yibum was done. So now we're 10 lines up, two dots, um, 10 lines up from the bottom, and the last case was where he, Kasava Sofer, 
and he gave the shofar to one and the get to the other, says so, and you say that if it's right away, then you have to, then you can actually say that the get is no good, but if it's later uh, on, so then if it's later on, you could say, you're not going to go back and reinvent the wheel. What sort of way? If it, you're still in the rabbi's office, that's right away. Once they got out of the office, it's achazman. That if she gets remarried, that's when it's considered la'alter. Right? Until she gets married, it's considered la'alter. Once she gets married, rather, that's considered la'achazman. So tomorrow we'll resume Bezat Hashem, but we'll see you uh, when we get back from Eretz Yisrael, but Sechaz Kiddushin, we resume three lines up from the bottom of Pei Amud Bez.